Well, this is it. With 7.3 seconds to go. The pain and anguish that so many of us have felt over the last 20 years and throughout the Ovechkin era. The puck drops. Beagle winning the draw. Back out to center. And that is going to do it. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Tampa Bay. The Washington Capitals are the 2017-2018 Eastern Conference Champions. Five seconds to go. On the near board, it's high up. Two seconds. A centering feed. And it goes wide. And that's it. It's over. The Knights are going to the Stanley Cup Final. All we need is a puck drop and release the Hounds. Eller for the draw. And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Ryan Dixon and Rory Boylan host Tape to Tape, the hockey podcast by Sportsnet. Welcome to Tape to Tape, T2T. I'm Ryan Dixon. I'm a writer for Sportsnet.ca with me in the booth, ready to make some predictions. My fellow prognosticator and podcaster, Sportsnet's Rory Boylan. Okay, after you listen to this episode... Burn Never this bring tape. it back up again. Don't don't listen to it burn again in ta- June. Burn this tape today. <laughs> this this podcast will self destruct. Hey, you know you what? <laughs> I, you have to embrace predictions in the spirit they're meant to be made in. It is good fun. It gets the conversation rolling. And what are we here for? If not to get the hockey conversation rolling, the regular season is upon us. That means it is time for Rory and I to tell you who we think. It's going to make the playoffs in the East. Who's going to make the playoffs in the West? Who the final four playoff teams will be? And of course, who we got in the final and a cup winner. We may even have some other kind of quasi fun categories along the way, but really we're here for the standard business of laying out how we think 2018, 19, is going to play out in the NHL. We're going to start with the Western Conference, then we'll flip over to the East. And should we just say here, Rory, you always know you're on shaky ground making predictions, but a year after an expansion team made the final, an expired Washington team we thought won the Cup, you really kind of throw your hands up more than ever, don't you? If last year taught us anything, it's that nobody knows anything about the NHL, what's going to happen. Parity really does rule in this league. I mean, Colorado... Two recovered from a terrible, disastrous season, trading away their top line center, and they all of a sudden have this resurgent season and, and look great. Vegas, obviously, being the top story. Like Columbus was a bit of a downer, I thought, last year. They were my division winner pick. They didn't quite live up to that. A lot of down years from that roster. And then they go up 2 nothing on the Washington Capitals in round one of the playoffs and completely collapse after that. And then the Leafs continue to rise. This year we have Buffaloes trying to enter that, that conversation. Leap. Carolina every year is the team everybody's picking to leap you into the playoffs. You sworn off them. We'll see if I'm you keep your promise. To that. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, well, let's start with the West then. We'll just go through both divisions. We're going to leave the Pacific because we're going to have a whole yeah. Pacific talk. So we'll start with the Central. I will run down what I have here in order for the Central. I got Winnipeg. Nashville, 
St. Louis, which is going to be a good segue to team I might like a little too much. Colorado, Mini, Dallas. I got the Blackhawks last. The teams I have in the playoffs from the Central are those top four. Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, Colorado. So while I'm just talking through this, you know, I entered last night. I kicked back and may or may not have poured myself some bourbon and thought, all right, it's time to to go over uh, go over the rosters, go over the stats from last year. And I was sure I was going to quickly get to a spot where I'm like, all right, let's not get too down on the Blackhawks. The uncertainty around Crawford, I mean, was just devastating for them last year when he went out. You know, the uncertainty lingers. I look at the roster and I do think, you know, last year was a, a really tough year for them, yet they integrated Schmaltz and yep. Debrinkit, yep. which were, you know, wonderful pieces. So maybe, but it's the old game of, well, who are you going to put them at ahead of? And, you know, I'm a little leery of, of course, there's a lot of Jets love out there, but it, there's really a lot to like on that team. Nashville, I just look at that defense and I'm like, my God, we forget Ellis didn't play half the year. Now, is Rene going to be a Vesna goalie again? I doubt it. Is he going to be 927 like he was in the regular season or 904 in the playoffs? Probably somewhere in the middle. Like I said, St. Louis might just be the team I'm a little too in love with, but I like the center upgrades in Bozak and O'Reilly. And I'm really kind of intrigued by the long-term meanings at some point this season, potential for Cairo and Robert Thomas to move up the lineup. Yep. You know, they've got some exciting young talent there. Colorado, you mentioned a team that surprised, but when you look at it, I'm just not convinced that they're going anywhere. And, and, you know, they played still 20 games without Eric Johnson last year. So I just still think there's a lot to like there. And then mini Dallas, Chicago, listen, there's a world where I could probably see any one of those three teams actually squeaking in, but the Minnesota story just feels like it's getting played out in Dallas. I just look after the first line. I mean, Heisken in on defense is, is going to be a nice addition. And there's, again, there's, there's sure pieces there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there's a, a whole cohesive unit I can really get behind yet. Why don't you lay out for me your order of teams in the central? So to me, the top two teams, Winnipeg and Nashville, you can, they can kind of go in any order, yes. right? Like, I agree with you. Rene isn't going to have the same kind of season he had last year. I don't think he's going to fall back to. He was really a league average goalie, starting goalie for a long while there. But I think the defense is still good enough. The forwards are loaded, too, that they're going to take a run for that division title. Winnipeg is right there neck and neck with Nashville, too. I think there's even questions still to be answered about Connor Hellebuck because Absolutely. two years ago, remember, he was supposed to be their starter. It did not work, forcing Cheval Dayoff to sign Steve Mason in the offseason, which they started, who they started the season with. Didn't last very long before they went back to Hellebuck. It was also a contract year for Hellebuck. Is that going to be a factor? Is he going to come back to earth? How much is that going to happen? You got Tyler Myers, it sounds like, is going to be playing on his weak side to start the season. And Elliot Friedman in 31 Thoughts wrote about how his training changed over the summer to kind of get himself prepared. Which, can I just that? say, was one of those moments that just reinforced, we just live in a different era. Yes. Remember when he used to come to oh, training yeah. camp to get in shape, but now it's like... Yeah. Got to twist this way to get the muscle memory because yeah. you're playing. Anyways, you got to be just, able to do yeah. three squats yeah. to make the team. <laughs> um, and then after that, it gets really interesting for me. So your team that you thought you would be too high on with the St. Louis Blues. Mine is the team I have third in the central, and that's the Dallas Stars. Okay. I actually like how this team is, is starting to look. You got a new coach. 
who is coming from uh, the NCAA and he preaches, you know, it sounds like Vegas hockey, up-tempo, lean on your horses, you know, push that puck down the ice in strong transition. And that first line certainly is going to be the one that carries them with Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and likely Alexander Radulov on the right wing. I think Spezza doesn't have a lot in the tank, but he's got enough that if you surround him with guys who can put the puck in the net, he's still got those natural playmaking abilities to set them up. I'm very interested to see what... Valerie Natushkin does coming back from the KHL. I mean, this guy was a very high, I believe, top 10 pick, if I remember off the top of my head, in the NHL draft. So he, he's he got that upside. He's got great size, too, and he can score. And then their third line center right now, maybe he moves up to number two, is Radic Faxa, who's a guy quietly emerging into that Selkie Trophy conversation. I think he's still got to have a little bit more offense in his game to really solidify himself in there. Right now, he's got Blake Como on his left wing, who was one-third of an excellent checking line that really helped Colorado bounce back last year. So that could be just a really tough line for other top lines, second lines to deal with that they could line match a little bit with. And Klingberg is quietly one of the better defensemen in the game. I love Miro Heiskin and seeing what what he's able to do. And, and Ben Bishop had a really good season for them last year. So I, I see... A new look, a new style coming to this team that is going to lend itself to to the way the roster is made. It wasn't that long ago they did win this division too. So so I see a resurgence coming from the Dallas Stars. Fourth for me are the Minnesota Wild. Here, fifth for me is St. Louis. I think those teams are really, really close. I do like what St. Louis has done. You know, I have a question about how all of this is going to mesh. I, it's I also, put them above it's, it's also Jake Allen too, right? It's Jake Allen. How's he going to, yeah, because he's been up and down in his career. He's had to take time off away from the team in the middle of a season before. So how is he going to hold up? But, you know, now their backup situation is a little bit better, but still, you don't feel good going forward with your backup. Minnesota, this is a team that I, I thought they were going to, have more changes in the summer. Yeah. They return with basically the same guys. It sounds like Ryan Suter is actually going to be able to play, if not at the start of the season, then shortly after that, which is huge. If they were going to be without him for any period of time, that would have been devastating. And they just seem to be a team that, you know, it's nothing special really going on there, but they have three or even four good lines, tough defense pairs. They're Devin Dumnick is a good system. They're a boring, them. competent exactly. team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to feel good about picking them if I pick them to win the division or finish second or make the playoffs, but they're good enough that they should be hanging around there for a while. And then I have Chicago. Now the qualifier here is that if Corey Crawford is healthy for the majority of the season, if he can get 50 to 55 starts in, I think that changes the entire equation. I like Schmaltz a lot as their second line center. You can put Artem Anisimov out there as your third liner. I think that team is primed for a bounce back. I don't think Duncan Keith is going to be as challenged offensively as he was last year. I think Jonathan Taze, too, is bound to you know come back at least a little bit. But if you don't have Corey Crawford, all bets are off. I think that team finishes towards the bottom of the standings in this division again. Well, especially with an overall decor that still does not make you feel good. Yeah, like I don't feel good at all about Brent Seabrook anymore. There are some challenges there, but having Crawford as one of the best goalies in the league back there to kind of, you know, save this whole mess in front of him, I think that would be enough to keep them in the playoff conversation for longer than they were last year. Last place for me <laughs> is the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know. Nathan McKinnon had a breakout season last year for sure. I don't know if he's going to match that level of production again, and if he doesn't, that's going to hurt Miko Rantanen and Gabriel Landeskog, his line mates, both of whom I love. You know, I'm not trying to knock this team. I think this is the best division in hockey. You know, 
by picking Colorado to finish last in the Central Division, I don't think they're going to be top three in the lottery or anything like that. I think they could be very high in the standings. They have a still strong point total. I just think these teams are going to play each other so much, they're going to knock each other around and, yep. and take some some liberties there. It, to me, for Colorado, it comes down to two things. That second line is going to have Alexander Kerfoot, Tyson Jost. Like These are young guys. How are they going to perform behind the big guys? And then the goaltending situation is really interesting for me. Semyon Varlamov is in the last year of his contract, coming off a pretty good season, but he's been inconsistent in his career. And now they have Philip Grubauer, who's signed. He's likely going to be the number one for this team beyond this season. I imagine Varlamov is going to get to UFA, and who knows what happens with him there. But Grubauer has been, over the last three years, for goalies who have played at least 80 games, he's got the third best save percentage in the NHL. That was as a backup goalie with the Washington Capitals. But he did take the starting job from Braden Holtby last year, started the first couple of games for the Capitals in the playoffs, didn't win either of them, so he was replaced and he never got it back. But he does have that number one upside. He could be a game changer for them. I'm just not sold that they're going to have enough depth up and down the lineup to finish above teams that do st louis minnesota and then the two teams at the top and i like dallas's outlook a little bit more all right let's get into the pacific because it is a wild group of teams so we'll start at the bottom because it's easier that way we're crossing off vancouver we're crossing off arizona right that is not to say we don't like the direction these teams are headed and probably really do like in both their cases the way things are going but it's it's hard to see those two clubs breaking into the playoff scene in the West. I will say Arizona is is interesting in that from January 1st on, everything seemed to turn. Antiranta was the best goalie by save percentage in the NHL after that. But their record as a team, they were still, I think it was 16th or 17th in the NHL. So that puts you right on that playoff bubble. And I think that's the... If everything goes perfect for the Arizona Coyotes this year, that's kind of where they're going to be is right in that playoff hunt to the very end. And everything, of course, is not going to go perfectly for you. You know, how many of those wins came because you were already out of the playoffs and you have no pressure or anything like that. So I don't think they're going to get that far. They're going to be much improved, but yeah, still probably second last in this division. Here's the thing. There is just a yeah, but I think with every team in this division, like you look at the Central and you said, I knew you were picking Winnipeg or Nashville and you knew I was picking Winnipeg or Nashville. If anyone other than one of those two teams wins the Central, I think it would register as a huge surprise. I mean, I'm not saying you think it's likely, but is it unthinkable that anyone of San Jose, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary, Kings, Ducks... If I said to you, any one of those teams is actually going to win this division, would you be like, not a chance in hell? The only one I think I would not be okay with is Los Angeles. Yeah. I just think this is a team that is playing an older game. They're not adapting as well to the newer, quicker NHL as some other teams are. I don't know what to think of bringing Ilya Kovalchuk back. I think he's going to be fine, but he's not going to be you know, a 40-goal scorer or anything like that. I would be shocked if that happened dustin brown had a huge resurgent year last year like i'm not sure he can get back to that level again either i mean jonathan quick is one of the best goalies in the world so he offsets a lot of this too carter was out a lot of the year too last year that's true he was um i just think that the style of game they play is a little bit slower they still play that heavy hockey and that just doesn't fly i think vegas showed us last year that you have to play that kind of game or you're going to be left behind and i don't see 
LA making those kind of adjustments this year. So if you tell me you're picking them to make the playoffs, which I'm not, I can see why. But if you're telling me that you're going to pick them to win the division, I don't see how they come out of it. There's too many other teams that do play that quick game in the Pacific Division. So that still leaves us with Anaheim, Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas, San Jose as teams where it doesn't seem outrageous. So let me just work through. I won't even give the order here yet, but just kind of my quick and dirty thoughts. San Jose, the recency bias makes you want to put them up front at the top. Adding Eric Carlson is enormous. But, you know, we've talked before about the real amazing move for them would have been if they could have landed Tavares. It was the forward group where had they got him, especially for nothing, it would have been all of a sudden, everything would have seemed to just fallen into place perfectly, and you would have had, even long-term, a guy who kind of would have transitioned you to the next direction. But having Carlson and Burns is, if nothing else, just an enormous amount of fun, and, and it's going to mean they're going to have a threatening guy on the ice large portion of the time. But, you know, those forwards are getting a little old. Martin Jones is pretty okay. He's fine. always yep. like a 915, 9 to 918-ish yep. guy, just fine. So, I mean, it's hard to really, really hang your hat on San Jose. I love Calgary's roster, but last year they couldn't get it together and Mike Smith kind of propped them up. Now, I kind of wonder if it's going to be a case of they get the roster together, but the 35-year-old goalie, well, is he going to have it together two years in a row? We'll see. Edmonton has just a outrageously talented, (laughs) the most... You know, the greatest offensive force in hockey today at the head of the pack. You can watch the preseason and think there are some some reasons to believe that the rest of the four group is going to be filled out. No one is in love with the defense. But, you know, Darnell Nurse is a guy who's really on the up. And Cam Talbot's had one good year, one bad year. If he has a good year again, I don't want to say sky's the limit for Edmonton, but between a good goalie and Connor McDavid before we even get to Leon Dreisaitl or Nugent Hawkins finding himself on the wing or Pooley RV being like, Oh yeah, I'm the fourth overall pick. Remember me? You know, if it was just McDavid and Talbot, you'd probably be like, yeah, playoff team. And then Vegas, like the hilarious thing about Vegas is they're kind of the safest bet. Like (laughs) Mark Andre Fleury, you pretty much know where you're getting at this point. Good goaltending to great goaltending. Max Pacioretty. Well, He's probably, I don't want to say outside Rocket Richard candidate, but like he's a guy who anyone could easily see in this new scenario playing with a crafty guy like Paul Stastny, who they brought in. Who he's familiar with. Who he's familiar with. That should have 39 goals written all over it. I mean, even accounting for William Carlson coming back to earth a little bit. Vegas's game is well established. Like I said, to some degree, they're the surest bet. So after all that, here's my order. I did fall victim to recency bias, and I have San Jose first, Vegas second, Edmonton three, Calgary four. Those are my four playoff teams from the Pacific. I do have a four and four. Then it's Kings, Ducks, which I already feel horrible about, Arizona, (laughs) Vancouver. Yeah, so our first two are the same. I have San Jose winning it, obviously having Eric Carlson there. I mean, that power play is going to be off the charts incredible. So that's going to be a huge difference maker. I also like them because that first line should score. You got Evander Kane signed long-term now with Joe Thornton setting him up and Joe Pavelski on the other side. That's electric. Logan Couture is your second-line center. Who's going to score with him? I am keeping a very close eye here on Timo Meyer, a a top draft pick, a first-round draft pick. 
He's coming into what's going to be his second full season. He played 34 games in his uh, rookie year and scored six points. Last year, he was a 21-goal scorer. I think in a consistent second-line spot through the season, this is a guy who has maybe 60-point upside to him, probably not 30 goals, maybe 25 goals in around that range. I think if he rides shotgun with Couture, and that gives San Jose a solid second line to go with this outrageous pairing of defensemen, plus Mark Edward Vlasic, yeah. by the way, who we never talk about. If you thought Eric Carlson was good with Mark Mathot in Ottawa, Mark Edward Vlasic is Mark Mathot times 100. You know, the stay-at-home sturdy guy while Carlson can kind of go out there and freelance. If you can give them two solid lines to go with that defense pair and a pretty sturdy goalie back there, I mean, there's not a ton of weaknesses on this team. I, losing Chris Tierney for your third line is going to hurt a little bit, but what you get on defense offsets that huge. So I'm going with San Jose first. Vegas second. I'm going to say I think Vegas is going to be a better team this year, but they're not going to finish with as many points in yeah. the regular season. And they're not going to win this division, but I think they're better placed to take another run in the Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe even win the Cup this year. Pacioretty and Stasny are upgrades flat out over uh, James Neal and David Perron. That first line, there's probably some regression coming. I mean, William Carlson is not going to score 40 goals again, but I don't think he's going to score 10 either. He's gonna, There's going to be some middle ground there. And he's, and he's a great defensive he's player. He's a great defensive player. And you know what, Jonathan? Marcheseau has proven that he's a scorer. He's yeah. a top-line scorer, so you know you can get that out of him. I'm pretty confident you can get similar production from Riley Smith. So I, maybe that line becomes your second line, your de facto second line with the Pacioretty line really becoming your main offensive driving unit. But that still leaves you with a pretty good second line. You know, you're without Nate Schmidt for the first 20 games, which hurts. You'll get him back and he'll be fine. He'll be a huge minute eater for you. Getting Shea Theodore under contract was huge because this is your number one defenseman of the future. I think it happens this season. I think there's a big breakout season coming from him. My third team is Calgary. I don't know how great I feel about this. To me, it's the next three teams that were difficult. Calgary, Anaheim, and Edmonton. I have them in that order. I might flip Edmonton and Anaheim (laughs) before the season. I I don't know. These three teams are going to be really close in points, I think. like They could be separated by three points at the end of the season. Calgary, I have the same concerns as you do. I am uh, not convinced that Mike Smith is going to be as good, although he's put up similar numbers over the past three seasons, but he is 36 years old, so those can fall off a cliff at a moment's notice. John Gillies is maybe your goalie of the future. If he's your backup, then maybe he can arrive a little bit sooner and be a little bit of a safety net. I do think, though, that moving Dougie Hamilton out is going to be interesting for that defense. That top pair was excellent last year. I think whoever you put with Mark Giordano is going to make for a good pairing. Getting TJ Brody and Travis Hammonick separated, they didn't work well last year. So putting Brody with Giordano or even Hammonick, if it works out that way, I think is going to bring out the best in those guys. And then if you put Hannafin with the other guy, I think Hannafin's got a lot more coming too. And I think that in itself gives you maybe your top pairing isn't as good as it was last year, but your top two pairings are going to be better than Calgary's top two pairings last year. And then having James Neal, I think is going to make your power play much better. That was a big sore spot for the Calgary Flames last year. 16%, one of the worst power play units in the league. I think just having Neal as your sniper is going to help that. And then if you have a second line of Neal and Backland and Kachuk, I mean, that's a mean unit that can play defense and score goals. I think that gives a lot of looks for other teams, a lot of, you know, scary looks. You know that that top line is going to score. So I like Calgary to finish third. Anaheim is fourth. I mean, we're talking about goalies. John Gibson might be the best goalie in the world at the end of this season if he can stay healthy, and that changes the equation for Anaheim. 
after last season, Bob Murray talked about needing to make this team play faster and get guys who could do that. And he didn't really change the roster. So that's my concern about this team is that like LA, they're just too slow, but to make up for that, I think there's a better year coming from Andre cash. And my fifth team is Edmonton. I'm going five and three here. I have Edmonton in the playoffs. I don't want to pick them to miss the playoffs because I'm sure Cam Talbot is going to be better. I feel great that Darnell Nurse is going to have a bit of a breakout. Oscar Clefbaum, if he's healthy, is going to have a massive bounce back. Connor McDavid could score 130 points. If Jesse Pujarvi is as effective or close to it in the regular season as he's looked in these preseason games, and you put him with Drysdale, all of a sudden you have two scoring lines, and that changes the equation too. So I have to pick Edmonton to get in the playoffs. I didn't want to pick them ahead of Calgary. I still might switch and put them ahead of Anaheim, but Edmonton to me is in the playoffs. So I have five Pacific Division teams in the playoffs and three Central Although, so, top to bottom, the Central will be better. I just think they're going to beat up on each other. All right, so recap your eight teams again, starting with the Central. Winnipeg, Nashville, Dallas from the Central. San Jose, Vegas, Calgary, Anaheim, and Edmonton from the Pacific. And mine are, I'm 4-4, four and four, Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, Colorado from the Central. San Jose, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary from the crazy Pacific. Okay, coming up on the other side of the break, we will... Break down the Eastern Conference. We will then give you our final four NHL teams for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, of course, our finalists and the cup pick for the 18-19 championship. That is coming up on the other side of the break on Tape to Tape. When we designed the GMC Sierra, we took inspiration from the Northern Lights. Was it because of the otherworldly sense of awe they impart upon us? Their breathtaking majesty as shining beacons of the tundra. Their energetic dance across the moonlit sky. No. It's because the northern lights are bright. And the LED headlights on the GMC Sierra are bright too. Drive Canada like a pro. GMC. We are professional grade. Visit gmccanada.ca for more. Capitals, you've had years of frustration. But here is the grandest celebration. You get to hoist the Stanley Cup. Alex Ovechkin... It's your honor. Come on up. Okay, quickly, anything you want to say to any of your fans? Fans, we did it. Get some beers, get some whatever, (laughs) and start celebrating. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Washington Capitals, baby. Woo! Welcome back to Tape to Tape. We're rolling with predictions here. West was in the first block. Now it's time to turn our attention to the East, the Metro Division, the deadly Atlantic Division. Roy, what do you want to start with? You want to do Metro? We're the defending cup champs. The past three years, of course, come from Washington, the two before that, Pittsburgh. Or do you want to go where there are some emerging and established powerhouses in the Atlantic. I'm going to choose the division that houses the Florida Panthers. Oh, we might be feeling the same (laughs) vibe here. All right, let's go Atlantic. All right, you know what? I kicked off both times, I think, in the Western Conference segment. Why don't you... Let me know what you're seeing here in the Florida Panthers Atlantic Division. Do you want me to give you my order of ah, finish sure, here? Yeah, let's just give me your order. Why okay, not? first place, Tampa Bay Lightning. Second place, Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, it's hard to go away from those two teams. 
I'm going Florida third. I'm going Florida over Boston. Boston's my fourth place team. I like this lineup. You're stealing this year. my thunder. <laughs> you shouldn't have let me go first. <laughs> uh, maybe we can talk about this a little bit in a, in a few seconds then. So those are my top four. And then fifth place for me is Buffalo. Just don't think they have the goaltending to get past those top four teams. Montreal, I think, can be a bit of a wild card if Carey Price is healthy and on top of his game. And then my bottom two teams are Ottawa who I still think can be a little bit better than we generally think. And Detroit is last who I think are going to be worse than we generally think. Yeah. The cats. Why don't we uh, jump in here? And everyone knows it's a, it's a Panthers theme podcast far more than you expect due to Rory's <laughs> longtime loyalties. Hey man, Barkov Trocheck. That's just a mean one, two down yeah. the middle. There's no two ways about it. And you look at Ekblad anchoring the D and some of the guys, you know, like Matheson who've come along and provide good support. Look up Roberto Luongo's stats since he's been back in Florida. I mean, he's been one of the best goalies in the league, yep. percentage-wise, for those five years. Turns 40 in April. Uh, I know, uh, well, I'm not quite there yet, but uh, we're both 79s, Roberto and I, so I understand he's getting on in uh, in years, but he looks great, and he keeps himself in peak form. And, I mean, they had the seventh-best record overall in the NHL since Jan 1. I had him third, too. I got the least first. I have Tampa second. I think the Leafs are just going to get so many goals. They don't have to try hard to get. They're just so talented that I just think they are going to rack up the points. Leafs, Tampa, Florida. Yep. Boston, number four for me. I'm a little worried about the middle of the ice after Patrice Bergeron, especially. I'm worried about Bergeron's back injury. Yeah. It sounds like he's going to be ready for the start of the season, but if he's already having those problems, you know, that that's something that might follow him all year. Not great. Not great. I got Montreal, Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, after as the the non-playoff teams i haven't specified but i do have four atlantic teams leafs tampa florida boston all in the postseason let me just ask you this can i talk you into buffalo as serious playoff contender this season or you need to wait another year i think i need to wait another year i i struggle to see how they get there with carter hutton as their number one goalie fantastic season last year great backup goalie i would love to have him as as my backup goalie he's never played half of an nhl season before and now you're putting him in a spot where he's going to have to start 50 games or so i mean he's the guy that you've paid to come in here and replace robin lanner linus allmark isn't going to be the guy who's going to come in as his backup and steal the show so that's what i struggle with with this team when you're in a division that faces Tampa Bay and Toronto as much as they're going to face and all the offense that they can throw at you. And I think even Florida can be a a bit of an offensive dynamo this year. That's a lot of losses. That's a lot of goals going in your net. So I, that's my struggle with Buffalo. I think there are great things coming for Jack Eichel this year. I think this could be his truly breakout season where he just explodes. I could see Jack Eichel getting a hundred points with Jeff Skinner. That's going to be an excellent combo. Sam Reinhart was coming on in the second half of last year, but I, you know, I struggle with the goaltending. I struggle with getting around that defense. Rasmus Ristolainen is good. I mean, he's not thought of so highly in the analytics community, but I think he's a good, reliable guy who's going to give you some minutes. Rasmus Dahlin is going to be great. I don't know if he's going to be there right away though. And, and so those things that back end, especially the goaltending, it, that's where I'm coming up short with the Buffalo Sabres. So break it down for me again. Who are your bottom three in the Atlantic Montreal Ottawa Detroit okay so you I ha- could see Montreal finishing higher than Buffalo too yeah I have Montreal just ahead of Buffalo but you could easily talk me into a swap I mean the thing with the Canadians is always price it seems to be bottom out protection talk yeah. amongst yourselves whether that's a, a good or bad thing so you got Detroit they're behind, gonna be bad behind Ottawa 
I don't like two teams in the Metro. I think you're going to be worse than Detroit. Detroit, I think, is their worst team in the Eastern Conference this year. There's just not a lot there anymore. You know, their best player, Van Rijk is now gone. And I don't think the, the young guys like Anthony Mantha, I mean, Andreas Athanasiu is a mouthful. Slowly. Uh, but he's having a great preseason. And I think if he gets more minutes, he could have a better year. But he's not a guy I want to be my number one or anything on my top line. I, I just think there are too many holes on that team right now. Look, they're in a rebuild. Better days are ahead. They at least have a good base to start building from. But this year in that division, I mean, look at all these other options we're going to be talking about here in this division in the Metro. They just don't match up. Let's switch over to the Metro. Man, this is uh, this is interesting. And it starts for me with Washington because I really don't know what to make of the Caps. Yeah. The way they partied after winning the Cup it was so easy to be like, that's it. Like they had their moment in the sun. That's yep. all they were ever after. Their literal hangover. Yeah, this like year. Is, is it actually going to be a little hangover? Or do you go, hey, wait a minute. Braden Holtby's back. The pressure is for yeah. real off. Forget this, like, oh, we're flying under the radar. Yep. Well, now you've won, man. Like, I really don't think you can overstate. Well, maybe you can overstate, but I really do think it helps that they're not carrying around this baggage anymore. Evgeny Kuznetsov, I mean, yeah. he's just about ready to tear off into, if it wasn't for Connor McDavid, maybe we'd be talking about him as like Art Ross potential, potential. Yep. Kuznetsov, Backstrom, I mean, still a mean center to have up the middle, still just one of the best playmakers and two-way guys. That's a great one-two. All that said... I'm going with a Pennsylvania heavy top end to this division, basically for the same reason. Both Pittsburgh and Philly had subpar goaltending. Pittsburgh was about a 906 save percentage team wise, Philly about 907. I feel better about Matt Murray coming back after a difficult year. I mean, I know there's not a huge track record with him in terms of years, but you know, he has two Stanley cups on his resume and was very good in those playoffs. I'm willing to say, to bet on Murray getting back to being more in the 920 range. And you look at, you know, again, we're we're basically just aping what the coaches and GMs in the league say, but down the middle is so important. And don't forget they picked up Derek Broussard and what a heck of a third line center yeah. that guy is after Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. I mean, Luke Fox was on the podcast last week talking about how he thought you know, Sidney Crosby having watched Ovi carry the cup and t- everyone talk about uh, putting McDavid in the Hall of Fame is going to fire him up. And that guy's always motivated. So a little additional. I like Pittsburgh to win the Metro. I got Philly number two. Uh, I like Nolan Patrick emergence, uh, throwing JVR in the mix. Ivan Provorov just about Love to him. announce to the world just how good he is. And I think between Elliott and Neuverth, they'll get yeah. better goaltending this time out. I got the Caps third. I got Columbus fourth. I have an X beside all of those teams as teams that are going to the playoffs. I'm following your lead in not putting Carolina into the playoffs. You haven't said it yet on this pod, but anyone who's been listening for the last three weeks knows you are officially sick of being duped by Carolina. (laughs) New Jersey, I mean, it was a great story last year, and I think they're big picture on the right path. I just think it's a tough one to get back into. And then uh, it's the all NY bottom of the league I got, or bottom of the division. Rangers on the right path, going to get quicker and faster this year with a new coach, but I think they're in for some long nights. And and the Islanders also 
really big picture, depending on how worried you are about what Lou Lamorello's last chapter of his career is going to look like. But uh, Barry Trotz there and Matt Barzell and some real reasons for hope, a good draft in 2018. But I think they might be last year in uh, yeah. in the season ahead. The Rangers, to me, they're kind of like Montreal, where you have that base with Henrik Lundqvist. He's going to save you from completely bottoming out. And then you have some kids, Elias Anderson, Philip Hedl, Like, Are these guys going to earn top six spots? How right quickly away? can they become players? Exa- it could be quick. Exactly. And then that, so they have the potential to be a really a surprise team this year if it does click right away with the goaltending that they have, and not a bad defense behind them either. But I do have them second last uh, as well. New York Islanders, to me, are the obvious last place team here. I mean, everything is on Matt Barzell now. I don't like the pickups they made, like Leo Komarov, Matt Mar. I mean, those are old school moves that just don't fly in the league anymore. I don't like they didn't do anything for their goaltending either. I think it's going to be a disaster this year. So we do have some differences at the top of the division here. I'm picking... Columbus to win the division oh, this year. Oh, going back to Columbus. Yeah, now there's a lot of things that can go wrong here. Uh, their two best players, Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky, are both pending UFAs, and they're not exactly giving off vibes like they're going to re-sign. Now, Panarin doesn't sound like he's going to negotiate in season. Bobrovsky, when he first arrived to training camp and was asked about it, said, look, I've told management what I want to do. They know what I want to do, and ball's in their court. And he's not signed. So, you know, do they ever get to a point in this season? We talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. If you're Columbus and you get to the trade deadline and these guys aren't going to sign, but you feel like you have a chance to go for the cup, you probably have to keep them and go for the cup. And I kind of think that's where they are right now. I think Panera is going to give you huge numbers. Bobrovsky is going to give you a, at least a great regular season. I loved Pierre-Luc Dubois as your second line center, maybe even your first and how great of a season he had last year. But I think there are... Definitely bounce backs coming from Cam Atkinson and Alexander Wenberg, and that changes the whole thing. Atkinson is your goal scorer. Wenberg is is your setup man, and I think that kind of spreads it out. And I also think even though Seth Jones is going to miss the first couple of weeks of the season, before that injury, he was my uh, Norris yep. Trophy pick, yep. and I kind of want to stay on that path. I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. So, you know, and you got Zach Wierenski there too. I think there's a lot to like about the Columbus Blue Jackets. They have a lot to play for. Those two guys that I mentioned are also in their contract years, which tends to give you a bit of a boost as well. So I think there's a lot to like here about Columbus, so I'm picking them to win. Pittsburgh is second for me. They just don't strike me as a team that needs to go all out for 82 games. They know that it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and they're going to you know have some soft spots in their schedule where they drop a couple games pretty much the only reason why i'm not picking them to win this division philly is third love ivan Provorov. i think he's going to have just an explosive season having james van reemsdyke on that power play um is going to be something else i don't think sean couturier is going to have the same level of offense that he had last year but there's no denying he's one of the best defensive centers in the nhl you know they just have weapons up and down this lineup and i think it's hard to turn away from them. They're my third team. Washington is fourth. I worry a, a bit about this cup hangover that's coming. I think Braden Holpe is going to have a better year, though. Yeah. He, he was completely off the rails last year. Alex Ovechkin, you know he's going to score a goal for you. I do think we've seen John Carlson's best season, though. Yeah, uh, He's not going to do that again, I don't think. So that's going to hurt. They need to get more from a guy like Andre Burakovsky, a first round pick. He talked last year about it was just it was in his head, his struggles. He was mentally struggling with what he was going through. And then he showed flashes, I thought, in the playoffs of, okay, maybe he's going to start coming around here. So if he can start off good, if he gets off to a strong start to the season, I think that might carry him 
to a pretty good year. And that's kind of what they need is these other guys to step up. And like you said, like Kuznetsov is going to explode this year too. So they're still a playoff team for me. My split is four in the Atlantic and four in the Metro. And that's where the line is drawn for me. And then I have New Jersey finishing just ahead of, of Carolina and then the two New York teams. So I think we have all the same playoff teams. I think just we do in different order. Okay. Yep. So Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington, Columbus, Columbus. Yep. Bolts, Leafs, Panthers, Bruins. Yes. Okay. All right. We have moved to the really juicy portion of the program. Time to pick yeah. our final four. And let me just tell you, dear friends, it really is pulling out of a hat, right? Like I it did is. like select, type, select, delete, type, select, delete <laughs> a few times. I had Florida in the final four, wow. largely based on had, largely based on just the logic of, well, there's going to be a team we don't anticipate. So what's a yeah. good team we don't anticipate? I just worry about their goaltending holding up and then not All getting the way injured. Both of them are injury prone. Well, so we'll see. Anyway, yeah. let's just cut to the chase. I do have a rematch of a recent Eastern Conference final. I got Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Part of me th- wonders, am I overthinking it by not picking the Leafs to get there? We'll see how that defense shakes out. Yep. I still am a hair curious about Frederick Anderson in the big, 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 big moments. Yep. So for now I'm sticking with Tampa and Pittsburgh in the East. I got San Jose Nashville in the West. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I am going to go with the Leafs in the East. The the Leafs and the Pittsburgh Penguins are my Eastern conference final, whatever. I'm not a Leafs fan. I'm (laughs) I'm probably going to feel terrible about this one by the end of the season. I think, you know, you don't need that ace defenseman necessarily. No. So I think they're going to be fine. And I think, those, they're, those I think Travis Dermott could have a pretty yeah, good year. I, I love Morgan Riley. You know, it's just, is Jake Gardner going to make the boneheaded plays at the wrong game again? <laughs> like he did last year. That's what I would, I would worry about, but the, there's so much offense and John Tavares is going to help improve the overall defense. And so who I'm, I'm might they there. get between now and then, right? Exactly. You know? Things can happen. They do have cap room. So we'll see how they work that. And then in the West, I'm going to go with, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going with a repeat. I'm going with Winnipeg and Vegas in the Western Conference oh, Final again. All right. I th- and I think this time Winnipeg gets by them, though. I do think well, Vegas is a better team this year. And Marc-Andre Fleury is a proven goaltender with a track record of winning in the playoffs. I just think Winnipeg has now lost, and now they're going to take that next step to get into the final. Well, that was the segue. You got Winnipeg representing the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup Final. All Canadian matchup? No, I'm picking Pittsburgh. (laughs) Pittsburgh and Winnipeg, and Winnipeg is my Stanley Cup champion. Oh, boom, go the jet engines. Man, hard to quibble too much with... Uh, it's a, they've built something really great there. Are you concerned about the center of the ice at all after Shifley Stasny was nice there? Roslovich, we'll see. Uh, he, he, you know? I, he may not start there. I think he'll probably end up getting a look there. The, the beauty is that Matthew Perot is a winger, but he can just as yeah. easily play center. And that's what I like about this team is they have pieces they can move in and out. Like, Whatever shakes out on their defense at the start of the season, you're going to get injuries. Sammy Niku is a nice little puck mover that you can move up there. Up front, Mason Appleton was a great producer in in the AHL last year. So you have these young guys that can move in and out of that lineup, up and down the the depth chart, wherever you need them to fit. Rosovich was the guy who did it last year. And I think even this year, he's going to be you know on the wing, in center, on the third line, up to the second line. 
you know, maybe he even moves into that second line center and moves Brian Little back down to the third line. So that's what I like about that team is they have depth and they have really good high end players, but they can just stay fluid with how that lineup works depending on injuries and how guys are playing. All right. So you have the Jets toppling the Pittsburgh Penguins in the final. I have Tampa Bay. Tampa's time at last. This is kind of a bit of a, I'm just going to keep picking them pick. And I'm putting them ahead of the team that used to be the, I'm just going to keep picking them pick, the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> I will say that San Jose will, with this, uh, you know, just uh, electric back end that also can put Mark Edward Velasic out there for the last three minutes of a game to settle things down. Yep. But with Carlson and Burns and just those wily old dudes up front. And you, you know, you mentioned Timu Meyer. I don't know. I just feel like one of these times San Jose, I guess in the mold of, of Washington uh, is going to break through. But I mean, if you look at the Caps breaking through Tampa, you know, they really gagged up that East final last year and, mm-hmm. They have been in the mix so many times here. Maybe in uh, the first year that Mr. Iserman uh, steps away, you know, he has built something remarkable here. Who knows? Maybe Julian Breezeball can come in and just push the final right little yep. buttons. You know, Tampa is within reason all in. They picked up McDonough last year at the deadline and signed him to an extension. Whatever the cap will allow them to do, you know, they're going to be hard after it. Again, Braden Point firmly established as a wonderful number two last year and just a great mix and just a a team that just keeps finding guys some one of these times right it's gotta it's gotta come together vasilevsky a year under his belt now being the guy Mm -hmm. i'm going tampa yeah, I mean, it's. I have my concerns that I voiced about Vasilevsky, but yep. I mean, back half he, of last year was not hot. It was not hot, but just like Anderson, like he's got so many weapons in front of him. And obviously, Tampa Bay's a great pick. Won't it be fun to see just how off we were? So, does this mean none of these teams are going to make it <laughs> yeah, to even sorry, their conference have, finals? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we joke about the parody, but uh, you know, I mentioned it off the hop. It's really true when you see the expansion team go through and and, and a Washington team we'd all written off. Man, it is uh, that's a tough one to come right off and and make predictions you feel fantastic about it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with predictions: when you pick the anyone that isn't Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay or Nashville. Maybe even Winnipeg at this point, you feel like you're going too far off the board. But when you yeah. pick them, you feel like you're making the conventional pick, and there's no way that exactly. can happen, right? So, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know what? There is going to be that surprise team that comes out no of doubt. absolutely nowhere that nobody's ever talking about. That's going to be like a division winner or go on a playoff run or do something absolutely crazy. We're looking at you, Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> all right. Like I said, this is all in the spirit of fun, and it was just that. And I guarantee you, it'll be tons of fun to check in with tape to tape throughout. The hockey season, we're going to be here each week, Rory and myself, breaking things down, playing some fun games we've already given you a taste of in the preseason. More to come. More to come, and as always, lots of guests coming on, offering their expertise in whatever team it may be they cover. We are doing it all here on T2T and bringing it to you. That's all the time we have for this predictions pod. Make sure you're checking us out in iTunes. You can follow Rory at Rory Boylan, myself at Dixon on sports. Come back next time for more glass rattling hockey action. Tape to tape.